Town Talk with Jim Rivers, brought to you by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Milk Street, Nash Street, Willimantic, headquartered in East Hartford. PMR operates state-of-the-art processing facilities in Canastota, New York, Willimantic, Connecticut, and Orangeburg, South Carolina. Good morning, Mr. Rivers. Have you done the twist lately? It's about the only dance I can do, Wayne. It's, I'm not much of a dancer. Two left feet, huh? Pretty much. All right. Well, we all were trying to keep our feet dry last weekend with lots more rain. We had all that rain back in July, and then we had a lot of rain, three or so inches, which uh, caused some rain around here. But a few weeks earlier, we had so much rain, a guy was kayaking down Main Street. Were there any residual negative or even positive effects from that heavy rain that day? Well, first, I want to get back to that kayaker who was illegally operating a motor vehicle on the street. That's not a motor vehicle. The only motors was his muscles. We're still looking for that individual. I don't know if you know who that is, Wayne. But I do not. I tried. I reached out on the air and I asked because I wanted to hear a couple questions about how he did that. But uh, are you serious? You're going to bust the guy? Of course. I, I mean, we might get him for illegal parking. Uh, Freddie, our favorite uh, parking attendant, we, we're, we're looking for this guy. So if anybody can give us a tip as to who that was, we really appreciate it. We want to keep law and order in the city. And I think, uh, you know, even floods, uh, you know, we don't care. We, we're going to keep the law and order. And the rules apply to everybody, including kayakers in the middle of the street. I have a feeling this is all tongue-in-cheek. But let's go on to what happened in town that day. Obviously, plenty of rain around here Friday and Saturday, but that thing, I think it was uh, September 14th, that came through, caused a lot of damage. And the one thing I would like to ask about is the damage it did to the railroad tracks off of Riverside Drive behind us here. And it was so bad, it stopped rail traffic for a while. But rail traffic has resumed, hasn't it? Uh, it has uh, on and off. I know they've continued to make some more permanent repairs as they made a temporary repair, uh, you know, days after the the flood. I, I was the one, uh, the, the eyewitness. I should have sent you pictures, but I was in such a, a frenzy with everything going on in the city unexpectedly as it as it occurred. I was in town hall, and I could see, you know, uh, in front of Dairy Queen building up and the cars slowing down, and, and the water just kept coming and coming there. You know, again, unexpectedly that much water in that short amount of time, and and so as soon as it stopped raining, I went out to see what was going on, and I noticed the water had gone past that the, the Main Street area down onto to Bridge Street, flowing very hard, uh, and it was still flowing full, full speed there. Uh, it, the rain had pretty much stopped for the moment. And I was standing there with a few police officers watching the railroad tracks get washed out, and it was, a, it was quite a sight. It was shocking. Uh, but about 100 feet of the tracks were completely eroded uh, there closest to the river. So uh, it, was, it was quite a few moments there to, to, to observe. And they, they continued to, to work on that probably through that weekend, um, uh, I'll call it temporary repair. And then they did cross the tracks there early the next week. Uh, I was surprised that they went through, through that. It didn't look like it was ready. But anyway, they went over it, and I, I guess since then they've had some some starts and stops, uh, you know, trying to make that repair better and uh, different issues. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it did close down a rail service there for, for a number of days, probably five, five days. Well, there's a choo-choo train that came through here last night, as a matter of fact. What I was trying to figure out, and let's go back to my hero, the kayak guy, whether you like him or not, 
is where did that water get onto Main Street in the first place? I'm trying to do the geography in my head. Is it down there by Mackey's? And, of course, anytime the Willimantic River gets high down there, that access to the Willimantic River Trail gets buried underwater. And the area down by the Railroad Museum off that trail also gets submerged by water, generally well after the rain is over. But I'm, I'm trying to figure out how did all that water, enough to let a guy kayak down Main Street, get onto Main Street in the first place? So, so we're lucky in Willimantic. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of flooding typically. It's this, it's this quick street flooding that we see occasionally, and that, and that was, of course, was an extreme situation. Uh, but it's really just the drain water coming off the hill. We have this really steep hill, a lot of pipes in the ground to try to keep the water off the streets, and, and it all ends up going downhill, right? So just before it gets to the river, there's Main Street, there's Bridge Street. So all these... Uh, all this flow is coming down the hill at a high velocity, and then it starts to pop up. I watched many a catch basin that day. The water was flowing up out of the catch basin because the pipe cannot handle the flow of water that's going through there. So that's all it was. It was a temporary, you know, just kind of flooding that lower street from all the water up above. Uh, And then it quickly drained out. I mean, it wasn't long later. I mean, a half an hour later, it's all gone. Uh, Because we don't have, again, that low-lying area uh, sort of town, as you see, like in the south. I mean, all those towns are, are near near the sea level or near their, uh, you know, the basin there. So uh, we don't have that. We're up above sea level, but again, it's steep there, and the water comes down fast. I hadn't thought about that. That's a really good point. The, the water coming off the hill section, which drains down to Main Street. I was kind of thinking of something out more to the west where the water level got so high. So that's a really good answer. And then, of course, uh, all the rain we had over the last weekend. But I guess that one is just more of a routine heavy rain, three inches or thereabouts, in the sense that it was spread out over a longer period of time. So I'm guessing you didn't have any issues last weekend? Again, a, uh, the volume of water over time doesn't seem to affect much of Wyndham. It's these, these hard rains that occur quickly. It just overwhelms our systems, our roadways, and, and that's pretty much what we see uh, for the most part of the problem in, in Willimantic and certainly across the town of Wyndham. We did have some other flooding, uh, a few other roads. Uh, I think it was Bass Road got wiped out a little bit on one side um, and a few other places, but, uh, we, you know, we're... Uh, it's, it's nothing we haven't seen before, but not as, to the extent that we, uh, you know, the spots that we had problems, we typically are problems, uh, but we just didn't see this much water in this shorter time. But, it, again, it's a temporary thing for us, and like you said, three inches of water over a period of day, that doesn't matter to us. It, it doesn't really affect our systems. They're, they're designed for that, uh, that type of waterfall. And we've had so many great concerts over the summer, early fall, down at the Shabu Stage, down at Jilson Square, and the rain nearly knocked out a major event involving the very popular Hunter Hayes, but a little delay, but you squeezed it in, huh? Yeah, we still had the event. It was a three-hour delay. Uh, it was a really good show. I was, my wife and I were able to, to attend, and uh, uh, we, you know, we wish we would have had the field full of people. But there were quite a few people, many young people from Eastern and Yukon uh, were there, and uh, it was a good show. I, I can tell you that it was worth going, and it, it held off for the most part. It was kind of misting and, and, and light rain at times, but uh, it was still a great show. The show goes on. Most of these concerts, this is a learning experience for all of us. When you, when you promote or, or invest in one of these programs, you're in it. I mean, these performers are going to get paid rain or shine, so you always have the event, and the risk is, People wait on these outdoor events. They wait till the end to buy a ticket. And if it's crummy out, they're not going to buy a ticket. So 
Um, in this case, you know, we had less attendance than we hoped for, but there were still quite a few people there, and we sold quite a few tickets. Uh, but that's the risk. So everybody says, oh, go do shows, go do shows. This is a great investment by whoever decides to try to put these shows on. And uh, you know, that's why the town's really not in the business of doing this. We partnered with Eastern on this one. It, it helps, you know, uh, lessen the risk uh, to the parties that are, that are trying to put the show on. And it was also really intended for the Eastern Connecticut State University students. It's their, it's their big program. So and we, it was good to have a partnership with them. Well, we all enjoyed the show and more to come, I think. It was September the 24th, and shockingly, it rained on a weekend. We've had rain 14 of the last 17 weekends around here. So, so Wayne, can we, go, can we go back quick to the kayaking? I just had a little regret there on my little joke, and we talked offline. I, let, me, let, me, let me open the door here, because you made it sound like you, you wanted to bust that guy that did the kayaking in the, in the water on Main Street, and I was shocked at that. So I asked Jim off-air about it. I said, were you serious? And he said, no. So now you want to just clear the air, and I'm glad you're going to do this. Yeah, they're probably already tearing me up on Womanic today because of the joke. So it's a joke. It's, I was just joking. I'm not going to tell the police they're ready to give a ticket to the kayaker. However, I will say that's not a good idea to be in the water, as cute as that might have been. You know, we, we have an emergency. The water is rushing every which way. You could have been swept down if you were over by... Again, the Chamber of Commerce building, you could have got swept down into the river. So we don't want that to happen. So people need to be careful. You shouldn't be doing that. However, we're not out there looking for the person to give them a ticket. I just wanted to clarify that because sometimes things come across like I'm not joking when I really am. I'm glad you did because it really surprised me, your initial reaction. That was all tongue-in-cheek. All right. Anything we should know about meetings this week? Well, we have a town council meeting tonight and actually a town meeting, which is just for uh, – I'll call it some paperwork for uh, 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 CBDG grant, which is for housing for the, the town. So it's really something we just have to follow through with the process of the paperwork. Uh, but that town meeting starts at 6.30. and 6.45, we have a public hearing on a uh, benefit for surviving spouses of emergency responders. Um, that's some uh, legislation that the council is, is proposing or considering uh, this evening, and you'd be able to come in and speak to that at 6.45, and then at 7 o'clock is a regular town council meeting. Uh, so if you want to come in and uh, and see that, it's also a hybrid meeting, so you can log in at 7 o'clock on the hybrid uh, system. Hey, speaking of uh, town hall, I thought it was kind of a nice deal, a big deal. You know, the governor goes around the state and has press conferences everywhere. Well, I thought it was good that he came to Wyndham a few weeks ago, and made the announcement about the minimum wage and so forth. But that uh, was uh, an appropriate and I thought a, a, a nice event for the town of Wyndham to host. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the, the governor comes here often and he has a relationship with, with a number of our leaders. And uh, so says, of course, Susan Bicewitz does for a very long time. Uh, State Representative Johnson, uh, Mayor Flexer, Senator Flexer, uh, Mayor DeVivo and others on the council uh, the uh, you know the executive branch of the state has a, a pretty strong relationship with us. They helped us give, get things over the years, and uh, I think they wanted to come you know on this side of the state where we're the place they often stop at. So it, it, we're we're honored to have them here and to host them. Um, they were celebrating the minimum wage, which is good for a lot of folks. Um, and and again, I think uh, uh, we we often get visits by them, and that's that's a good thing. Speaking of town hall. I hear it'll be haunted again this year. 
Yes, uh, barring any pandemic, Swain, we are planning to have the open up the town hall again for the haunted house. We've been doing that, oh, I don't know, five or six years uh, absent uh, the year of the of COVID, I think, or two. Uh, but uh, it's it's a uh, it's a natural uh, environment for uh, Halloween. Uh, it's pretty spooky on a on a regular day. Never mind with the lights out and on that special day. So we will be uh, in, in uh, costume in the. Uh, uh, the town hall again, and of course, trick or treat all along Main Street. A big event, one of our bigger events in town every year. Uh, you know, we'll hope to have as many kids as we always do, but we we have thousands of children, uh, in adults, uh, in in uh, different costumes. It's great to see all the the creativeness that goes on during that time. Uh, but everybody pitches in, everybody downtown pitches in and the different organizations that contribute the candy and help uh, run all the different stations. And, of course, town hall staff will be there, too. Will the town manager be scaring kids with his red clown nose? I don't know what could happen. I don't know. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Keeping it a secret, that's what the story is there. Just a full disclosure on that, a couple of years ago at the Boombox Parade, he, Jim Rivers, was all decked out. And he had some funny stuff on his head, and he had this red clown nose. And he walked up to me right before the parade began, right there at the, the Jilson Square entrance. And I'll have to admit, I didn't recognize him. And then I realized who was doing it, and I thought that was great. So that's why I keep referring to the clown nose, because it really got my attention that day. And I, I like the look, Jim. I think you should do it every day, not just special days. I appreciate that. Some people think that that's more or less my outfit every day, the clown outfit. And your job, too. All right, we got a little news from the uh, construction work being done downtown, both the uh, Foster Building and the Murray Building, Murray on Main. Do tell. Well, we we finally, uh, I think I've reported this the last few times on air, uh, the Murray Building has been held up. They've been finished in there for a while uh, for a switch that Eversource needs to hook the power up in the building to the transformer. And I guess that came in a few weeks ago, and that is, being installed or has been installed. I don't know exactly where that is, but they are about to open up uh, for rentals over there, I believe. And uh, so that's very good news. Again, sometimes you wait a very long time for parts these days. Um, so, so uh, again, I don't know. Uh, the town, another thing I want to clarify, the town does not own that building. We're not renting apartments. We, we don't take applications. People keep coming to town hall. We're not renting out that. We don't do housing. That's the housing authority, but that building is not even the housing authority. It's a separate organization, nonprofit organization. They graciously restored that building and provided some nice low-income, very high-quality low-income housing for people in the area. That is not us, and we do not take those applications. Uh, the Foster Building, again, a little bit of activity the last week or two, but there's, there's been some issues there. Uh, some of it has to do with the owner's health, uh, and then some a few other things. But again millions of dollars into that project it may get delayed but i don't think it's ever going to just stop i think we're going to see uh progress one way or another uh, but more notably uh i think you were going to maybe ask me this next but we've got a lot of activity everywhere else in town you know it doesn't seem like inflation or higher interest rates are slowing anybody down uh most notably that everybody keeps asking me about for years is when are we getting our starbucks back and apparently they have uh i was told this week that they made application to put the Starbucks in uh, next to the T-Mobile store out in North Wyndham. So you should see that pretty soon. The other big news that, again, asked about for years, and since I've been here over six years now as town manager, 
uh, that gas station over by the mills, I can't even remember what type of gas they sold there, what it was called, but it's been vacant for a very long time, recently has a roof put on it. They are coming in to reinstall new gas pumps and, and, and get that store going again. Uh, again, we're, we're, we're at a point we have so much momentum that all the empty spaces or broken down buildings, people are coming to us all the time looking to do a project. Sometimes those projects can take years in the making uh, to get everything lined up, the plans lined up, get the approvals. Uh, but there seems to be every spot in town has something cooking behind it, and now you're starting to see physical changes. Well, you're big on uh, gas stations here, because we talked about the BJ's gas. It's still, I guess, a year or so away, but that gas station Jim is talking about is on the north side of Main Street, and that's across the street from the Wyndham Mills. So that definitely is good news. And we had that big fire. Lads Retail Garden Center is such an important local merchant, and they had some damage a while back when they had the fire. But uh, there, there's some plans there for renovations and a makeover. Tell us about that. Yeah, so much to talk about. I can't, I can't quite get it all out in, on air here in our hour. But, uh, yeah, Lads as well, uh, they uh, have a plan to remodel, renovate, expand uh, the facility they have on Route 32 there. They've been for, there for many years. Um, uh, as a consequence of the fire, I think they, they decided to uh, uh, make some positive changes over there. And again, uh, we again the applications keep coming in, but now we do have paperwork on that project. It's not just a rumor, and they are moving forward over there. Uh, again, the other you mentioned gas stations, and I know people are going to say next again. Thank you, thank you, folks on Facebook. But the next thing we're going to say is there's too many gas stations, and, and that's that's true. There are a lot of gas stations, but we have a lot of people. We are the we are the center for all the other area towns. You know, you don't have, uh, you know, usually in these rural areas too many stations or stores or retail spots. They come to the city. They come to uh, to the urban center and the service center. That's what we are in Willamantic and Wyndham. Uh, we serve many of these other towns. So it does make sense. People are coming here to work. They're coming here to go to school uh, or to play or to use our fields or to eat. They need gas. So... Uh, and that's the way that it gets delivered. You pull up your car and you put the gas thing. You have to get gas to drive your car. So if you want to come to Willamantic, you need gas. And, uh, again, um, I think we're going to have, with the new station that's still in, uh, in the works there by the uh, next to the Masonic Lodge, I think we'll have, we were counting the other day, about 12 gas stations altogether across a town of 25,000. Not that many. I mean, everybody's complaining about the gas stations in the, in the dollar stores. I get it. I do get it. But uh, that's what people buy. And the, and the market will dictate uh, what, you know, that that comes here. You know, if you don't have a demand, they won't come. If there's a lot of demand, they're going to come. So, again, it's good to see old things get restored. I mean, that's what we would prefer. We don't want to tear everything down. But sometimes it's not feasible to keep renovating something. They have to tear it down. It just makes sense. But in this case, I think they're going to they're going to renovate that building and make it uh, make it like new again. Jim, let me turn back the clock to one month ago today when there was that street takeover that was feared might take place here. They've taken place other parts in the state as well, including up in Tallinn, where they had a pretty serious one. And the word got out, and I think it got out to the street takeover people, and they didn't do it. 
You and I talked about this already a month ago, but I just wanted to say what has been happening in the last month? Have you had meetings? Do you, did you assess how it worked out and how you might address it or improve how you address it the next time it happens? Because I suspect there will be a next time. Uh, there might be a next time. I think, you know, th- things come and go, right? Uh, crime goes up, crime goes down, individual things, uh, trends, uh, culture changes. So I think I'd like to think that um, the state has, the state's a little slow to move sometimes. Uh, sometimes we are. We can move faster because we're smaller. Um, I think that there's a lot of action going on at the state level, whether it's, it's enforcement on the state police side or even legislation. Um, I know they've been passing and, and, and prepare, proposing more uh, passage of penalties for that type of activity. Again, it's sort of a new thing, so we're really, I don't think we had laws that were really equipped to handle that. And now, now that time has passed, there were a few, I'll say, embarrassing moments uh, for us as a state in other places before it might have happened to us in Wyndham and Willamantic. I think we, we were ready in a sense because it happened to others. So, and we have, you know, again, the best police department in the state of Connecticut. So it's, it's, you know, they know what to do. The state police were outstanding. They provided great resources during that event. So I don't, could, could it never, could it happen again? Of course, we could, we could have it happen. It's hard to do things like that with social media because that's how everybody communicates. So we're also monitoring social media. So if somebody's going to try to do something like that, it's going to have to be some crazy secret op that I just don't know how they pull it off. And then again, we're going to address it very quickly. So I, I think it's unlikely that it's going to occur. Certainly the example that we set by showing them that we were serious, uh, we were not over the top, we didn't go around arresting them as they were driving around probing us. Uh, you know, we talked to them, we talked to one of the organizers. You know, you try to de-escalate any crime before it occurs, and I think the police department did a fabulous job of that. But we also showed that we had the force to deal with someone if they did not want to abide by our warnings in our request to, uh, to be peaceful. So, again, it all worked out. I say it was textbook, so what would we do different? I don't know. I think that the, the police and, and all the other responders did a, a fantastic job. It wasn't just the police. It was public works. It was the fire department. I mean, we had uh, kind of all hands on deck, and uh, it worked out you know, perfectly a peaceful uh, resolution to that situation. Talk to an organizer. That's interesting information. Uh, you bonded a couple of weeks ago some various projects, and uh, I think recently the town's bonding rate improved to double A. So just talk about those two topics, and it's all good news for Wyndham and the residents. Yeah, again, the, the good news, I, I, I'm uh, pinching myself every day here in Wyndham, but another example where for years and years we worked on this, and, and most notably our finance director, Chris Johnson, who's probably the best finance director in the state of Connecticut, uh, he has been working on this, and it's no easy feat. I mean, if you just sit back, these rating agencies, are, they're going to kind of ignore you. They're not, you've got you to sell the town. You've got to show them that you're strong financially, that you're a low-credit risk. And Chris has been doing this with our consultant, Barry uh, Barabee, and uh, he, they have worked together for probably six or seven years on this. And finally, we had all the pieces. The reserves are very high in Wyndham, which you need to have uh, to get the lower interest rates. And I try to explain to people, we don't have extra money to pass out to the taxpayers. If we did that, then our bond rating would be worse, and your interest rate would go up, and you would pay higher taxes. So having those reserves helps get us a higher bond rating and lower interest rates, which, again, has been helping to keep our taxes uh, level for the last six years. 
where other towns, most all other towns, are going up at a pretty high rate because of inflation. We've been able to offset that by, one, by having very good interest rates when we've been doing all these projects, but also all the other revenues that we've been driving into town, uh, building fees, conveyance fees, all the activity at a higher rate than other towns. Um, we've been able to offset any expenditures from inflation. So it's all, it all fits together. Uh, again, great work by the town council, Mayor DeVivo, uh, Tyler Griffin, our, our chair of the Board of Finance, uh, and those before them, for that matter, because it takes a while to build up those reserves and to get a reputation that you're a good credit risk. And again, all the boards and, and commissions that, that contribute to what we do every day in town, we can't do it without them. And then again, it's forced the staff. We have very good professional staff, some of the best people in the state. One last note. Uh, about a month ago, I sent you a picture because you've got this new traffic pattern now where Riverside Drive does not go all the way through to Main Street. You have to take the left before you get to the Foster Building, go up Railroad Street, and then enter Main Street that way. Well, that's how I get out of here. But a lot of people now do that because of the closure of Railroad Street. And the picture I sent you showed how people are parking on Main Street on the eastbound side right up to the intersection. I guess it's legal the way they're doing it. But what it's doing is it's blocking your view as you sit on Railroad Street trying to go north from oncoming traffic. And while you can't cross against a red light, you can make a legal turn on red. And I've had a couple of occasions where I go to make that turn on red, and all of a sudden there's a car coming at me, which I can't see because of the cars parked. I don't want to take parking away from downtown Willimantic, but I'm thinking there's two slots there. They should probably screen off. And I, I sent you the picture. I wonder if you had any thoughts about that. Well, I since you sent me the picture, again, we've been working on something for months. The town engineer, Brian, he's been Brian Tarbell, a new engineer, or about a year old engineer, uh, he replaced Joe Gardner, and he's been working with a planning organization, uh, a capital region planning organization, and other planning organizations and, and companies to create a plan, a traffic calming plan, which includes you know looking at those types of things. I haven't seen that section to see what they did anything there, but that plan he's about to present to the town council in the next, probably the next council meeting in a few weeks. If you want to take a look at that, uh, please stop in at the town council meeting or, or tune in. Uh, but, yes, Wayne, we're, we're thinking about that. And that whole area there, Riverside Drive, we're, it's under evaluation because of the way the airline trail flows. We're trying to get that to be smoother, safer. And uh, that's, you know, again, part of that is what you're saying is that, that view to the left there. Um, it does, it's a hill there, so people come down pretty quickly there. So, again, it's hard to take a right on red when uh, you, you can't see or the traffic's coming on pretty fast. So engineers working on it. We don't ignore these things, but it is government. We do things very carefully. we got to make sure if we make a change that what the impact will be and the consequences. We have a lot of unintended consequences. Everybody wants us to do this and do that, but sometimes they have an effect somewhere else that we have to really think about before we make changes. I'm glad I could be a catalyst for change. Jim, good information. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Wayne. Wyndham Town Manager Jim Rivers with our Town Talk program, brought to you at this time by the posted Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Ash Street and Milk Street in Willimantic. PMR assists manufacturers and utilities to maximize their resources through scrap recovery. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.